This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Blessed be your name, Lord. We give you praise. Glory to God. Somebody give God praise this morning. I have a very short time this morning, and I'm going to fire straight. <laughs> the first word came to me by the Spirit while praying, and that is to some single guys here. If you don't stop wasting time, all the good girls will go. I was praying, and that was what I saw. What some people are waiting for does not exist. If all this spirit-filled, beautiful ladies are around you, and you are still not choosing, hoping that somebody will draw from heaven, no problem. By the time you are ready, you won't find any one of them. You'll settle for whatever you see then. It's a rema. I don't know exactly what the problem of some guys, what the problem is. I don't, I don't, as some of you are looking at me right now, I don't know what exactly, what, I don't know what you are looking for in a woman. You are fine. Everything is okay with you financially, spiritually. You love God. You have your apartment. You have your job. You are, you are just looking for what does not exist. As soon as you get close to this one, you'll find one reason or one excuse to detach again. Then you get close to this one. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, let me stay on what you have me to say. Let me... uh, see, this thing they call marriage can bring the best or the worst out of you. Depending on how you approach it. There is nowhere that selfishness can be fully demonstrated more than in marriage. And there is nowhere love also after a while, you are going to discover why you are truly in that marriage. I'm going to take a prelude for what I will speak about the second service, seven stages of marriage. But I want to talk about factors that can affect those stages. Which one you're still longing, and some of those stages don't have to happen if you understand how to enter properly. Hallelujah. So Amos 3.3 says that can two work together except they be agreed. I want to talk about four areas of agreement that will help those things that they call, it's in all books, not even nationally Christian books, those seven stages, they're everywhere. But for believers, how do these stages, how do they affect us? That's what I want to. This is the last time 
for this month that we are talking about or for this year. Maybe again, February or March, we'll go back to issue of marriage. But for now, we just want to say, I wish we had more time for people to ask questions this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because this is not my usual teaching, I had to write down some things that came to me while praying. It takes time to rebuild trust. Yet, there's no relationship anywhere that can work without trust. I believe this morning, when we're praying in the morning, we prayed about this, and we've been praying about this. Some are watching me now. Every single week, I've been receiving messages. People want to see me, want us to talk. And most of them don't even come to this church. I've not been able to give some appointment. I am praying that as we bring this thing to an end, people will begin to find direction again. Always remember, the more you submit to the word of God, there must be a point of reference. You remember, we spoke about that. There must be something that the two of you must be working towards. You are not working to be like the other person. It's not working to be like you. You are not working to be like you. You are from two different backgrounds. But if you both work towards being like Jesus, you are going to meet at the feet of Jesus. So whether you are coming from VI or you are coming from Akute, if we are distributing something for you and we ask you to come and collect it in the Keja, the person coming from VI, the person coming from Akute, will, all of them will meet in the Keja. They might not arrive at the same time. If we ask the Keja man, uh, the Akute man to go to VI, that is injustice. If we have the VI man to come to Akute, and that is what people do in marriage, they expect the other person to embrace their values and then to think like them. It cannot happen. He did not spend the first 25 years of his life with you. And then there is this bit of stubbornness in every man. One, number two, uh, every person. Number two, personalities are not the same. But if you want us to meet together, give us a point where we can both walk to from our different ends and we are going to meet. This is where the fruit of the Spirit comes in. If your journey in marriage is towards becoming like Jesus, you and your wife will meet at the feet. You will become one eventually. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm. I'm trying to before I talk about these four areas, I'm trying to pick things from. Now, I want every Christian couple to listen very well to me. You will argue, but do not eat below the belt. The purpose of argument is not to demean the other person. Now, if you are listening to me, you love to insult and use terrible words. Marriage is probably not for you. You will destroy yourself or destroy somebody. I don't like something. Mention what the person is doing that you don't like. But what's like you are an idiot, you are dumb, you are stupid. You are never, and this one, and, and this are, see. When you first meet, the foundation of your marriage, on which you want to build it on, if you are Christians, is as strong as any other person's foundation. But every time you fight, every word you speak, 
you are beginning to crack the foundation. You can make it so weak that any time it will fall apart under the two of you and the two of you will fall. By what you say. No matter how many times you apologize, some words will not leave. The person has forgiven you, but there is a crack that your words have created. You have said something about a mom. You have said something about his father. And these words, when you make up, yes, you make up. It's like a wound that is healed on surface, but not deep. The person begins to wonder that so you could say this about my parents. So this is what you think of me. So you actually think I'm a fool. One day, maybe because I made a mistake in the office as a, as a husband, you, you actually believe I'm a fool. Or you believe I'm a lazy woman. So the woman is looking at you as you are lying down the bed. So fundamentally, this is what you believe about me. That I am jealous. That I am, you have used your word to crack. This is why wise people pick their words very carefully. In marriage, one of the ways of not eating below the belt, address the issue and don't generalize. Never say that you are never kind, you are never nice. If he has behaved in a way, in a particular that is not, mention that day and stay on that day. You are not being friendly today. Don't say you are never friendly. Number one, it's a sure way to lose an argument. Because the person will quickly show you at least even the most wicked man or the most wicked woman, must, even a cloth that is not working is correct two times a day. The person will show you at least one time that he helped you do something. It's impossible for somebody to live with you for two years and to say that he has never or she has never. So when you start using that, those words because you are angry, you are never nice, you are never considerate. And the person will tell you, okay, what about when I, went, when I came to pick you from the office? Why don't you dwell on the matter? See, this will go over because you might argue over many things. It's part of marriage. But base your argument on what has just happened. Don't bring all other things into it. Now from morning till evening, I wasn't feeling fine. You did not even call me. Stay on the fact that you were sick. It did not call you. Don't begin to bring some other things into it and say this one. Now, I hope I get there now uh, today. When we're dealing with the married people the other time, somebody asked a question about one of the partners being close, see, being close to another, a man being close to a woman, and they say, I hear of these things. Let me tell you the truth. There is cheating sexually, physically. There is also cheating emotionally. Once you begin to invest emotion in another opposite sex, other than your wife or your husband, you are a cheat. Cheaters. You see it on CBN reality. <laughs> I like watching it when I'm free. Sit down. God bless you. Are you with me? Mm. Oh, Lord Jesus. I will tell you about these four things very quickly. But you see, it's a matter of the fact that, okay, the Lord brought this to my attention also. There is nothing in marriage like this is just who I am. There might be areas where you can say that, okay, you love prayer marriage, that's not going to change. You are an introvert, fine. But if what you are holding on to, as this is just who I am, is hurting the other person, then you are not married, ready for marriage. You shouldn't have married. Married will adjust you. And don't say you cannot adjust. If today they offer you a job in Lekki and you live in Bega, 
and they are going to be paying you 7 million per month, and, but you have to resume work 6 a.m. You will adjust. Fast, fast. Won't you? I just don't like suit. I don't like shirt and tie. It is true. But when they offer you a job, 12 million per month, and you must wear white shirt, tie, and suit. Won't you like tie? A friend of mine was going to be given a job. Thank God he got to know a week before. Someone just mentioned they interviewed some before them, and then and some of those people were disqualified. Because it will be like a kind of all of the engineers and everything. They just put in this question that you'll be working on water, oil rig, and everything. Can you swim? He said, Thank God I was not part of the first batch. So he said that will be following week. He was in water seven days. He became master swimmer in seven days. As soon as I one told him, they went on Monday and some who could not see were discovered because they, they did practical tests for them. <laughs> on Tuesday, he carried money. He went to pay a trainer. He was in swimming pool for almost six hours every day. By the fourth day, he was swimming like, won't you learn oil and gas? And this is what we, the guy, he can swim better than those who have been swimming from birth. <laughs> Are you with me? We make, nobody should, should say, I cannot. Now, what, from what I have just said, adjustments are made based on values. The value you attach to what is creating that, what is making you to make that adjustment. So now, here is a job. 12 million means a lot to you. And because it does, you are going to forego some personal preferences to be able to conform to the demands of that 12 million. So now, the demand that you wear suits, naturally, you don't like wearing suits, but you value this money so much and it will adjust your system and your personal tastes. Marriage, if you really place value on it, there are some adjustments that you must make. So you cannot say that just me. One of the adjustments for some is the fact that any kind of relationship you are in, let me see, one day I... I and a lot of people don't know, no wonder Solomon prayed. He said, Lord, help me to discern between good and bad. Who doesn't know good and bad? But that wasn't what Solomon was saying. The good and bad, not in the sense of what you, I mean, you, you don't need to pray. Who doesn't know murder is bad and uh, killing somebody, gossiping is bad? When Solomon prayed that prayer, he was praying for something deeper. It's about choices we make in life. Good or bad, am I supposed to go to Canada? I love the film Fireproof so much. While the lady was having a problem in her marriage, one of the daughters in the hospital was getting close to her, and she called the man a very nice person. But one old woman woke up to her one day and told her, this man, you think he's nice. He said, if he, a nice man would not be getting close to a woman, helping her to break her marriage. Listen to me. Any person in a married person's life who begins that you give attention to he or she takes it takes it takes it and it's affecting your wife or your husband at home no matter what you say that is not a good person see i hear and i i see ah, she's a very she's a nice friend that will be friends if she was nice she will be the first to tell you 
Okay, you are married now. We can't talk at the level we used to talk anymore. That's a nice person. Let's define things properly. A nice person will help you build your home. He won't contribute into... So, uh, I have friends that we grew I grew up in an estate. And we had a fellowship there. And some of, some of the female friends... And we were so close, so close. But see, once you are married, I'm married, it's over. Other than to check on your welfare with your husband. But you can't be my personal friend to that point again. You can talk to me when you have issues... But we cannot be doing phone calls and all those things night in, night out. And I'm asking you private and personal questions. What am I looking for? There might not be anything sexual. There might not be. But it still does not make it right. You are spirit, soul, and body. It is not only what to do with your body alone that is wrong. So you can actually be cheating on somebody emotionally. It can be a colleague at work. You begin to tell her or tell him everything about you. Spend time gisting with the person. Day and night. Day and night. Every now and then. Even in the church, there are people I'm close to. Both married, single. There are people like you, like friends. We talk. But it must be limited. Not every now and then, every day, every blessed moment. And some people do that and they are married. And to, that's totally wrong. No matter what existed then, two have become one. You have entered another dimension by being married. You should have married that person. Or you should have said, stay single so that you will be free. When you are single, you are free to talk to anybody to any time. But the moment you say you want to take somebody to the altar, marriage is convenience. You are betraying God and your covenant partner when you continue to invest time and emotion into someone that is not your... No. You can talk from time to time. But it cannot be this kind of deep relationship that everything you tell the person, every... And I've heard of some men and some women who do that. Oh, she's my childhood friend. We will continue to... That is totally wrong. If you are hearing me and you fall into that category, correct it very quickly. It's wrong. Hallelujah. Me and my husband, we don't talk. That's why I flow more with. Go and flow with the husband. If you start the flow, it will flow. It is true that initially you might not be the. Maybe you feel freer talking with somebody. It's true. But you say, begin. This is part of it. You know, I also want to say, yes, either find it or find a good thing. A good woman is a reward from God. That's what the Bible says. A good man is a reward. But you need to remove the reward mentality, even though it's a reward. And substitute, substitute that word for responsibility. It is work, responsibility. Hallelujah. So when you say, that's just me, I love to dress light, those ones are harmless, it's fine. That's just me, I don't like going out too often, wonderful. But when the other person needs you to be this kind of person, now this is a mutual thing, not somebody demand that the other person should change. But the two of you begin to find your rhythm by making the necessary adjustment on both sides. 
There are four areas that you have to agree. And let me say that, and I think I will, I will just stop here. We can't say everything. If two must work together, the Bible says they must agree. On what? There are many areas, but there are four very important areas. Oh Lord, help me to say certain things to people. Number one, these are areas that they tear marriage apart. They did a survey. I told you we don't have survey in Nigeria. We just leave. We are set. We are service. <laughs> there is no survey. When they say everything in America, they have statistics for everything. Rate of divorce, rate of divorce. Nigeria, we'll just look at the figure and doctor it. We remove some, add some, and that's our figure. We don't even know how many we are in terms of population. So, <laughs> if you say any status in Nigeria, rate of divorce, rate of clinical, we don't know. We just try to collect the few data we can and we live by. So, there's no... Amen. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I imagine how long it to take God on the judgment is to judge Nigeria. <laughs> I think God will start with all the nations. When it's true. Say, oh yeah, Niger. <laughs> come, come, come here. Because Nigeria itself is a case. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> glory, glory, glory to God. One of the pastors that came from UK one time to see us, and he just saw, <laughs> I don't want to mention the area, but you know where, where the hotel is in the Kedja, is built on a filling station downstairs. He put his two hands on the set. I said, boy, this is Nigeria. Nothing will do us. <laughs> That he has said he's been there for almost 20 something years. So don't worry. He was shocked. Filling station under hotel, second floor, first floor, filling station, ground floor. And he came looking like the sixth wonder of the world. That my scene, I said, This is Nigeria. It doesn't mean anything to us. Then his cousin that picked him, just did U turn at the center of the road. <laughs> We can't tell you don't develop heart attack because we are the ones that will pray for you. I said, just relax and live like us. Whatever you see, close your eyes. This is Nigeria. Don't worry. He said, Did he just turn? He told him, the brother said, Yes, I just turned. Now here, here we turn. Especially when there's no last man around. <laughs> Anytime I'm coming into the country, you are sure that once you get to land at Amorita, there's going to be an issue. We've landed in darkness before. We'll, then we landed, then the pilot was inside the plane for a long time, asking for the door we are coming in through. And pastor were asking that, sorry, when we left New York 11 hours ago, didn't they know we're coming? Somebody with the key to the door. So we're inside the plane for a while. The last time I traveled out of five systems at the immigration, only one was working. And I remember some African-Americans, as in the, maybe Nigerians born there, they were asking that, sorry, didn't you know, because we came in uh, in the night. I'm like, so you did not know since morning that these systems, I say again, Nigeria. Then one engineer was trying to unscrew one system. I'm looking at the guy. You don't need to deceive us. Some of us are Nigerians. We already know. That it might take another two, three weeks to buy another system or do something about it. That's no problem. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> I traveled from Ibarra to Lagos when I was in UI. That the airlines were not working. 
The guy thought he would leave garage on time. Now the bus didn't get filled up on time. So we're leaving by 7. So we let, it was still a little, then we got to Torgate in the border and there was heavy traffic. So darkness met us there. And the conductor brought out torch lights, pointed it to the road. That was what we were driving. So he was following cars with headlamp. You know, I just sat at the corner where I was there. Aren't we very interesting? <laughs> this is... <laughs> and we got to Lagos. That everybody, they were cursing, abusing. He kept driving. And nobody came there because he wouldn't give you your money back. <laughs> we got to Lagos. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Every time you see a broken down vehicle, all those buses on the express, and you know the passengers are down. They are trying to wave other cars down. The tragedy is that by the time he manages somehow to get to the car park, he will reload again with the same car and it's moving. That's just it. Zero value for life. Yeah. When Pastor Bimbo died that time, I remember a man, he told himself that he couldn't forgive himself. He said it was that plane that brought him. And that when they were coming, it was prayer galore in the plane. They Every time making noise, vibrating, everybody started praying. Some calling, some calling, like, praying seriously. And the pilot was, pilot was scared. Made some announcements, but the plane managed to land. He said as he was carrying his luggage out of the airport, he heard again when they called the same name of the plane going back. He said he just told his wife that there's going to be a problem. And then he heard later that all those, and those students just died. Zero value for life. But we are not here to discuss Nigeria today. Amen. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Ah. Let me say, the first area there must be an agreement is money. But I want to say something very serious about this. I, I'm talking to if you are not married, you are blessed to be hearing this. See, when I left UI, there were guys. I, I don't want to walk under anybody. I don't want to. That statement was very common. On guys about you know. <laughs> Some of them had opportunities to walk. They chose not to. I can't walk in a bank. I can't walk in. If you are under only few couples who genuinely love each other and their depth is very strong will not begin that is the only time your nails will not begin to buckle under financial pressure it is a terrible thing to start your marriage on that note listen to me when they were checking some of these surveys that they carry out abroad and everything they discovered that when couples are low on cash they fight more. And hungry, a hungry man is an angry man. Poverty is a bastard. Listen to me. Once people say, why do people have problem with somebody giving too many things to his family? Maybe the guy. If your man is so wealthy that you ask him for one billion he gives you, you will be a Jezebel. So still be angry about what is given to other people. Because you are more than enough. Imagine you tell a man that you need a car. By the time you are waking up the following morning, 10 cars are packed. 
So if in the afternoon he gives three billion to somebody, does that concern you? You tell the man that you need a building, he buys an estate for you. And then on your bed, he gives you a private jet. Then in the evening, he gives time for his friend 50, 50 million. I don't think that will bother you. You, except, of course, there are some women who, are, who will still be bothered. Because they are grippers on the fire. I mean, some will. But majority, because you don't have an issue financially, you don't so much bother yourself about what is doing for other people financially. In other words, when you are low on cash, you put your eyes on every couple. There can be serious pressure. Some, when I give, please, if you are not, if you're on your way, wherever you are, just open up your phone and follow the second service when I start teaching. There is a face in my record, the honeymoon face. For some people, it is dead on arrival. Because they say, from wedding, we not let the honeymoon, there will not be any honey in the moon, it's just moon. <laughs> Maybe salt moon. <laughs> or pepper moon. Because there are bills upon bills to pay. No matter who you are, it will influence and affect you. Hallelujah. So when I see young guys, I'm talking to who, listen to me, job in itself. I'm not saying there are people here, please understand what I'm saying. I'm not brokerage girl. There are people here who decided from school days that they will run business and they are doing fine. I'm just saying. But you see, that is not in, that is not majority, that is not, uh, that is just a, a, a fraction, a little percentage. For majority, even for the business you want to set up, don't you think you will be a better businessman if you first work under somebody? Salary as a way of training you on how to accept responsibility, how to manage and everything. At the beginning of marriage, there is need for income, probably on both sides. You might begin to have a fight that shouldn't happen because you are living with a man, let's say he's working, you are not, and it's, what he's earning is not so much, and now you are asking him, and then he says, I want to give to mommy, argument can begin on that note. What about the two of you working and earning? Now, it's more terrible when the two of you are not working and you are married. Some things that she, there are problems that are avoidable. Avoid them. There will be some other things in the family that you might need to iron out the two of you. But why don't you start with those ones instead of allowing the ones that shouldn't be at all? I have seen where the man said that I don't want to work anywhere, I just want to be a businessman. Two years down the line, nothing to show. Now, depending on a salary, you are already putting serious pressure on that marriage when you do that. My advice to all men don't collect a woman's money. It's my advice. If she joins you to give to you to help you build things, fine. But never plan on your wife's money. Don't. There are a few women who are so deep that they might never complain forever. There might be some. But, major, but I am just saying that whether she complains or not, is it the right thing to do? There must be an agreement on money. And it has many ramifications. 
from what we give in church to what we give to family. So, now this is where this, uh, so, so I said, those who are listening to me are not married, you are blessed. There are some people by the virtue of their upbringing. They handle money very well. They save, they invest. Even if you give them just 100 now, they will not spend it all. There are some people, if you give them 100 now, they will spend 200 out of the 100. When a woman who is very prudent financially submits herself in the name of marriage to a man who is a spendthrift, who spends anyhow, don't you think you have already started a serious war in that marriage? And a friend was still telling me about one recently. She's the one working in the bank, carrying all the load of all the loans upon their head. I want to tell you something. Many of you know, at least you know, if we were not there from history, there was a time we did not even have a microphone in the church when we started. We did not start with drum set and everything. When HOD started, there was no drum, no kind of drum. We will come and clap our hands. I will share no mic, no microphone, no nothing. Yet, before I married my wife, she has been a top person in, first, in, in, in the bank. And she doesn't like mentioning the name of her bank. I have never asked her for a personal loan. I've never collected a loan from their bank. And this church has never collected one nera from them. I just knew inside my heart that that face will pass. And this is very important. A woman will respect you more when you do that. Now, when the church started, I had no income, I had nothing. Till today, she has 100% access to all my account. Anyway, I bank with her bank, so she sees everything. She does transfer for me whether I'm around or not. Yesterday, we were going somewhere, and she was telling me that she would need some money. She only said she would. I said, okay, I will give you. But I have not said when. I just checked my phone later in the night, and I saw that some money had been moved. <laughs> I want to tell her like this boy that is that not <laughs> you know <laughs> I was praying and for some reason I wanted to play a message on my phone then I just saw an alert I, I said sorry I didn't give money to <laughs> now <laughs> maybe I need password now <laughs> are you with me listen listen to me I have never asked her once for till today. I don't know how much she collects and I'm not interested. I don't need to know. That time when I had nothing, sincerely, if I looked at it, I might have been tempted. So I avoided it. Conversation around how much you earn, I avoided it completely. Many times she paid part of the bills here, definitely. But I avoided checking or asking or anything. It will save you when you do that. Agreement of money. What is your philosophy about money? And what is his philosophy? That's why I said a marriage is serious work. Or is it the woman that wants to buy everything? And here is the man providing the money. You believe in the father. Look, there. there's nothing we won't buy later. Let's plan. But anytime, every Saturday, she must buy a shabby for one wedding or the other. And you, the man buying the shabby, you don't wear a shabby. You wear shirts. And this continues. You notice that from her own philosophy, she wants to spend. Ah, I've dealt with a man like that before. I felt sorry for the man. Sir, 
he lost all because of his wife. This is hard to say. This man, I think I, I, I've, I've seen about three men like that. One of them has never stepped out of the country once. The woman has traveled about four times on the bill of the man. At a point, the man was owing about 11 people money. Yes. Of course, uh, that's why I mentioned that I've dealt with more than one case. Somebody will not think I'm talking about that. Also, a lot of people watch me and then they will say that, oh, Pastor, no, no, no. I don't use people to pray. I use situations. And it can be more than one, two, three. But don't worry. Once I don't mention your name or describe you, don't worry. You two laugh when others are laughing. So they will not know that it's you. Because what happened eventually to maybe two out of three of them, but the one that pained me most was the one that we used to talk. Some of the creditors wrote where he was working a financial institution and was fired. I have never seen any clothes expensive on this man once. One time the wife started business somewhere, invested so much, the guy got loan and everything, and after the session, she wasn't doing it again. The one my friend was telling me is the other way around. The man said he was doing studio. The woman collected 2.5 million or so from the office. The guy, after three, four months, said he shut down the studio. Sold on the camera without the wife. My friend is a very gentle boy. He managed telecom. He works in the same uh, financial store with the woman. He managed to tell her one day, when this guy finishes you, then he'll go and look for another girlfriend. So I feel sorry for you. But why don't people look into all these things before getting married? Philosophy. Now, if you're, because we are talking more to marry, if you're already married, that is not the end of the matter. It's not a hopeless situation. You need to sit down. That's why I said that. You must be prepared to make adjustment. Listen, marriage should be, on, be sincere. Let there be sincerity on both parts. When your wife tells you that you know, dear, you overspend, accept if it is true. Don't fight. So you told me you can talk about it. Oh, I'm not expecting you to 100% change in one day. But there can we begin to work together? Me, I cannot do money very well. Can you let it be? And then you begin to talk about it. If you are truly in love with your wife or your husband, what are you doing as if you are in competition? My wife handles money better. I'm not ashamed of that. If you leave me with money, I will give everything out. I told people that before I became a Christian, I already knew that business is not my line. I will sell all the products. I will give out all the things to be sold. When people say this is business, business, but I don't know how to do all that. When I was about nine or so, my mom sent me to market. I grew up in Abiyokuta. And the woman started saying, I should buy fish. Maybe let's say like six naira. And mom told me that, say, I still bought this fish two days ago. When I got the woman just started talking, about the father, how, you know, this market, how, how much will I make to take care of children? I just gave all the money. <laughs> my mom beats. <laughs> but when I, when I got to my carry the fish, she said, How much? I said, Actually, I, I, I had 10 era or so. I gave her the 10 era and I didn't collect change. I told my mom what she said. She said, Hey, so you felt sorry for her, not your mom. Come here. She took her belt, she beat. <laughs> but it hasn't changed me. It has not changed me. At the Montero Sports, my first car, 
So I got another car. My mechanic came with one man. And my mechanic said he was interested in the car, but I didn't have enough money. So he just, man, the man just said something. I just said, no, no, I'm planning to sell it. That, uh, this. I said, even, I said, I've given this mechanic to help me sell. So the man just said something. An old man, he should be almost 60. He said, it's not that I want to be driving around. He said, I just desire that. I don't know how long you have left on that. Let it be written on me also that at least I had the car. I just, I gave the man the car. So people around me, they guide me now in all those things. Sincerely speaking, we went out the other day. Nabeuta, what are you telling me? For the Abeuta program, everywhere we stayed, all the stewards in the hotel, I gave to all of them. We, we paid heavily for the hotels, millions, because of the number of people. Church in Lombos, Tejibu came from church, and for all these four nights or three nights, we're paying every day. But all the staff in the hotel where we stay, the venue with you, the security man, and then he was telling the pastor, I've noticed that about you, Pastor Joshua. Cleaners who clean the front of so many of you don't know, I stop by to give to them. They are working for government and collecting salary. It's just in me. So the only way you can stop me is not to keep money. And she does that for me at times. I just believe I will always get. And my compassion goes to people. That's it. A friend just mentioned while we were talking. I was coming from the site where I was constructing a house. And I know he does it exactly and he's managing and I just transferred a couple of hundreds of thousands to him straight away. I don't have any property I'm developing. But when my time comes, there's no problem. I do have a problem. I'm not saying that people should live like this. It might be a personal stop. But at least it has made me to know that I cannot do business. Whatever I'm selling, if I say I know do man, I say she doesn't have food to it, I will give everything to her. So, but you know, some of you, even when a person is dying, you give, oh, it's not that you don't give, you give things to people, but when it is business, it is business. How many of you are like that? Once, if it is business, <laughs> even <laughs> if the guy is dying at the front of your shop, you can help somebody day before the after with anything, but once it is business, you don't mix emotion today. Can I see your hand? <laughs> Thank you for honor. That's people like that. And we need people like them. Truly, business is business. It's true. Yeah. When I travel, because I stay in hotels a lot, I travel and I'm preaching somewhere. I look at some of the hotels, you are telling them, that, okay, you guys, you know what? Your room is 30,000 per night. Why don't you collect 20? After all, I'll be looking at all the 30 rooms. They are empty today. And there's a wedding around. And people will now leave the hotel and go to the one where they're collecting 15. So one day I told the manager, that, ah, instead of Nobody's sleeping in any of the rooms. Collect 15 from them now. 15, 15, 15, 15. And the manager was my friend. He told me, he said, ah, they don't do business like that. So where I was, and I was wondering, so how do they do business? <laughs> Let's rise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know that some of those car lots in Lagos states, some of the cars there have been there for four years. Have you noticed? If they tell you that the car is 4.2 million, if you offer them 3.9, they won't give you. Many of them prefer for the car to be there. I suspect some of them. Because it doesn't make sense to me. What I want to tell the one close to my house that what I've been passing the last three years is this 11 vehicles you have kept there for. Ah, 
meeting somebody and sell, if he says he has 2.8 and it's 3.2, why don't you just give them? Or you watch the tire. It is well. You know now I'm not a businessman. It's not in my blood. I was going to talk about money, relationships in your life, which is with God, with people, family, friends. Your friends are friends. The next one, area where there must be an agreement is God himself. What to think about God? What do you think? You can be in the same church and your values about spiritual things might not be the same. This is why it is important you talk to pastors before you marry. Nobody should choose a life partner for you, but can you just find a, a leader that can help you? And the fourth one is now you raise children. Don't worry, we'll go back to all these things. But you see, for these four areas, all of you that are married there, this is why it is important that husband and wife should be in the same church. One of the ways in which you can come and meet at the center, for instance, the one that spends any hour and the one that spends carefully, when you start listening to a pastor who begins to teach on agreement and like I'm doing this morning, one party will start, okay, I have adjustment to make and this one, this is, see, there's no substitute for the two of you having a mentor. One mentor. Yes, it is true. There is no substitute. If you are very active in church as a woman, get your husband to be very active also. There's no substitute. We are made by the information we open ourselves to. If you're already married and you notice that your husband is or your wife is, there are issues. One of the first ways of reconciliation is for the church to begin to sit under the same teacher. I have seen example in this church severally. Do you know there are guys watching me now who used to drink a lot and they are stopped completely? It is beautiful when you and your husband sit under the same teacher. You will go home and start making adjustments on both parts. It is true. This one is very dangerous when your husband resents the church that you go to. Some ladies are not married. They bring the boyfriend they want to marry to the pastor's office. And the boy can, you know, many of you know, I introduced myself by my first name. I don't carry your way up to be something else. To say that I carry myself around with, I don't do all that. I talk freely with all of you. I play, I, I do that. I do have this honor of a pastor. When I'm trying, my name is Shola, that has always been my name. I don't do all these things that tie to respect pastor. Many of you that I don't allow you to collect my Bible, and I don't do all that. Sometimes I, I, I do things myself. I went to preach somewhere on, on, on Tuesday, and they were sure that I came by myself. Nobody followed me. I only went with Jesus. When the ushers came out, they were shocked that I was the one who drove in. And the pastor said, you drove yourself. I said, I drive myself everywhere. When I was going to a big time meeting, I drove myself. I drive myself everywhere. I got a gentleman to carry a Jose man. I that's what I occasionally some of these protocol people they help me. They want to when actually after second service and I'm going somewhere to Ibadan, they want to help me to drive. But I do things myself. But I can tell when a guy comes in with an attitude, you are showing him to your pastor. It's already rude. The pastor just asking that. Uh, so. What's your plan? And he's giving right to that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, I don't, I don't, I know. The look on his face, just, I don't. You know, I'll just look at such a lady and be like, no problem. You will come back. Did you get what I've just said today? Praise the Lord. Yes. 
It can also be the other way around. Some other person, when they say, the lady say, come and see my pastor, then they become hyperactive. One of them came and bought amper and envelope to me. When he left, I told the lady, I said, you know, I don't tell people what to do. It's none of my business. You choose who to marry yourself. But this one is very good. Say, Pastor, tell me your sincere opinion. I said, you are the one asking me. I don't say it all. She said, so are you. She said, my sister, you know, I said, he gave me an envelope. He gave me an amper. I said, I'm suspecting him. That's like trying to buy favor. Some things cannot be explained. We are spirit beings. We are people of prayer. I just sense that he was just trying to impress. Within six months of their courtship, he cheated on her two times. They were still dating. The way it was, there, good money, and everything. I just knew that, no, you are not real. You just want me to put mouth, which I don't do. I don't put mouth or unput mouth. Marriage is freely between the two people. So that is it. Amen. Are you with me? Is someone blessed this morning? If you don't remember anything at all, just remember one point. All of you watching me from different places, and if you are here, your first assignment, pray to God that your husband should begin to listen to the same thing you listen to. It will surprise you how quickly the two of you will rise to the same level. Very quickly. The same thing. You listen to the same thing. Listen to the same thing. I can talk about this all and Joshua. People, Joshua. I can talk about David and Pastor Money. When we were at our 14 yesterday, birthday, I said it. That there are some men I can beat my chest. So I can talk about that. And, but chest some of this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not calling myself anything. Neither am I saying that. But when people listen to the same person and they believe the same person, it sort of balances them up very quickly. It is true. The beginning of division is when the man believes in principles and the woman believes in demons. When something happens, she says spirits are responsible. He says that no, it's principle then there will be a problem. But if they both believe that when the cockroach falls, it's demon, they both believe it, they will have a good time. And they hold and they are binding the cockroach. They cut him blows in the night. They are, they have come. And it jumps up. All of them will have come. <laughs> you know, they, they, they are going to have a nice time. Because two are working together on agreements. Oh, I, I have overused time. Well, I will thank you. We give you praise. We honor you. We worship you. Blessed be your name. Father, help us to be doers and not hearers only. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is someone blessed today? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.